BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Fox Sports Radio. This is Up on Game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. You want NFL experience? Manning it, Burris alone, touchdown, and it's intercepted. LeVar Arrington. Then this is the show for you with LeVar Arrington. F Tom Brady. You know what? I take it back. TJ Hushmanzada. They lose first round. Mike McCarthy's out of there. And Plaxico Burris. Tom Brady's no longer there. It's turned into a dictatorship up there in New England. Three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. Are you trying to go hunt now? Saturday to everybody out there. It is up on game. That is Stretch Armstrong himself. You get him live and in person. In the flesh, that is. I mean, with the voice, that is, Paz. Uh, you know, superstar of the Carton Show. Yeah, I mean, FS1 <laughs> does an amazing job out there. If y'all haven't checked him out yet, y'all really need to get your asses up and make sure you check out Stretch on there because my man yes, is dropping the heat. <laughs> on them all right but we're gonna drop the heat on them today tj's off he's handling some family business you all know we're pappies so we got to make sure we are there yeah, with our our pap our papped kids when when they got something going on and well you know crew got big things going on on the weekend so shots out the crew good luck to him um yeah, we'll check him out. Y'all want to check us out on the Twitter? Make sure y'all go to at LeVar Arrington, at Hoosh84, at Plexico Burris, 
and at Fox Sports Radio. You can listen live on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or Fox Sports Radio. Search Up On Game and Up On Game presents wherever it is that you get your podcast from. we got a great show scheduled for you guys today. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. And a few will talk about a is he a Hall of Fame running back? He might be a Hall of Fame running back. He's done some extraordinary things, but he could be doing them in a new uniform this season. We'll get into that. And we got a guy, you know, a quarterback. There's a lot of quarterbacks on the injured list, but this particular quarterback could be making a return pretty soon. Will he have a significant impact on the team? Um yeah, we got a lot to get to. But right now, let's talk about this Michigan sign-stealing scandal. It's continuing to grow. Bo, can you give us a little bit of, of, of color on what the latest developments are on the Michigan sign-stealing scandal? So, yeah, Connor Stallions was a a Michigan staffer, and this kind of started out with, like, you know, this isn't real coming from Michigan people. And then it turned into like, well, maybe it's real, but it's not that bad. And then there's video of Connor Stallions on the sideline with the defensive coordinator during the Ohio State game. So it's pretty bad. Uh, the latest out of this story is that a uh, a former Division three coach is claiming that uh, Connor Stallions uh, paid him to record future Big Ten opponents on Michigan's schedule, their sideline and their signals and all that stuff. So uh, not a good look for Michigan or uh, or Connor Stallions here. I believe the NCAA is on Michigan's campus this week uh, investigating this. And there's another uh, another thing with Michigan that the FBI is involved in as well. So not, uh, not great over there. Hmm. Plex, I mean, we talked about wow. the, the sign still, stealing uh, deal. Is this is this smoke and is this fire? I mean, cheating is cheating. I mean, if 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 it comes out like obviously that it gets confirmed or whatever it may be, right. I don't know what the ramifications are in terms of if if you're caught up and and you were indeed caught, you know, stealing signals and stuff like that. But I mean, be clear. I I just don't I don't understand. If 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 somebody is stealing signals in football, in the game of football, I tend to fall on the side of what we've heard Deion Sanders say and some other guys that have come out as coaches but as players as well um, that have discussed this. Football is a little different than than some, some other sports in the sense that, you know, in, in baseball, I never played baseball at a high level, so – when when I hear stealing signs and stuff like that and what that means for the, the, the batter and all those different things and what what have you, it, it seems to have large implications on the outcome of what can happen. But football is kind of like old school Rydell versus Rydell. Is it, am I too barbaric in saying that you still have to take that Rydell and that Rydell has to win against the other Rydell? If you're running a route, you still have to win the route. You know, the cornerback still has to cover the route. Whether I've studied and know enough about what you're going to do and what I think you're going to do, anticipate you what you're going to do, I still got to bring that running back down. I still got to get past that offensive lineman to make the play. Is there something like from your perspective as an offensive mind, when stealing play, play calling signals and signs, 
does that make it, it does that give you a competitive advantage? Is there something true to the competitive advantage of having? I mean, obviously there should be if they're doing it and we're talking about it. But what what's your take on it? Uh, you know what? I've been thinking about this. Uh, you know, it, it, the scandal came out a few years ago with the New England Patriots and the whole thing of you know stealing signs and videotaping the sidelines of th- things of that magnitude. Um, I do classify it as cheating because they are stealing signs for personnel reasons. Mm. It's all about the personnel. So if you come out in an empty, right, you come out in empty and they get a sign for the empty, for a defensive coordinator, for the offensive coordinator, then you automatically know what personnel to send on the field. You could be out there in base, and it makes a difference because if now you're in dime and yeah, you your, got tight end, your tight end is the number three wide receiver, then you, don't, you know right now that you don't need to put a cornerback on him. You can, you can put a linebacker on him. Mm-hmm. It's all about the personnel of getting a head start of what you know going into that play. And secondly, there are so many plays – that an offense can run out of a certain personnel. So if I come out in Kings and Queens with these people on the other side of this, you know, this radio don't know what that is. It's three, four, it's three wide receivers, Queens, and four wide receivers, Kings. So therefore, if you come out and if you, if, if the defensive coordinator gets a signal of four wide receiver, he sends out dime, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if, if the defensive coordinator does not know what personnel you are in until you get on the field, then there's a mismatch being created if you don't know what the sign is. So but, that, but Plex, but Plex you, you do know that. I mean, and, and I know you know this, but that's always been something that, that defenses do. They watch, they watch for the personnel groupings. If somebody comes in, if the subs come in, somebody it can co- come down to one, It can come down to that one particular play where the game can be changed because the defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator doesn't have a head start on what the personnel is going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So an, an advantage is created for the offense and the defense if they get a head start, a, a head start and know what exactly what personnel you're putting on the team. And and some of these sign uh, stealing are plays. When you get in a two minute drive, there's only so many signs that you have from an offensive or defensive point of view that you can run in certain formations. Mm-hmm. So. So you know how it is. It, it, like we go in Seattle or we go and play in Kansas City. These places are so loud that there's no verbal communication. It's all hand gestures, head nods, or whatever the case may be. And if the if somebody goes to a stadium uh, the week before or two weeks before that, and you know we get into a two minute drive and we're signaling out what our plays are, the defense knows what the routes are going to be. Mm-hmm. And See, that is what we're getting to. So now this cornerback, whatever, this safety, they can just sit on routes because they already know what the play is because they're signaling to the quarterback and to the offense what the play is and the defense already knows. I just feel like there is too much coincidence connected to the fact that Jim Harbaugh 
is is one of the hottest coaches, one of the best coaches, has been one of the most successful coaches over the last two, three years time, two years run. And I just feel like there's an agenda. I feel like in, in, in order for this to, to stick and have the ability to give some sting and have some control in the scenario of how things are going with Jim Harbaugh as the, the, the head coach of the Michigan's uh, Wolverines, that there's, there's, there's reaching going on. It's almost like this is like a, a presidential type of campaign going on, Plex. I feel like people are, are digging to find, find something – that they can use to disrupt and stain the the reputation of Jim Harbaugh so they don't have to pay him. Because as it stands right now, if you keep it and keep in mind, Jim Harbaugh took a pay cut during his time at Michigan. Took a pay cut, didn't like it. If you guys remember the timeline of it, he planned on going to the next level, going back to the NFL. Didn't end up happening. We thought that he would end up in Minnesota. That didn't end up happening. He came back to Michigan. But he still hasn't been made whole in terms of everything that took place. Then you have the whole Burger Gate that took place, which is the first the first scandal or the first uh, attempt to kind of go at Harbaugh, and he gets suspended. You know, he had to sit out. Yeah, he, he had games that he had to sit out. They, it was a self-inflicted, uh, uh, self, uh, what is it, uh, disciplinary it, 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 action. No, it was a self-imposed suspension. Yeah, from from the school. So, to me, I'm just trying to understand, is this really about cheating is this really about what's taking place on the field? Is this really about, you know, the the welfare and the integrity of what's going on with the games? Or is there a bigger agenda here? Because everything that I just listened to you say, sure, there's there's implications. I can see that. Uh, okay. Like, you know, clearly that there's something there in terms of competitive, you know, advantages that can come from having these these signs. Okay, so but is there something bigger here? Okay, so if 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 you don't think that advantages are being created by him going to these stadiums, I think just last week they said he went to the uh, Penn State and Ohio State games and he had tickets on both sides of the stadium. Mm-hmm. So if you don't think advantages are being created w- with with sign stealing, and just like I look, he just said what a Division three coach paid him to go steal signs at multiple games. If an advantage is not being created, then why are they doing it? Hey, when you were when you were in high school, you remember when you were in high school and your team didn't have a game the same day as the team you were going to play at some point during the year. Right. What did y'all do? Y'all put y'all Letterman jackets on. Y'all went to y'all went to the game. Y'all sat on the visitor side. If you was really like that, like which I know, I know you pre. You know, people don't know if you don't know the 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 active player plexico he's a lot different than the the retired plexico he the, the the player was 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 a goon and a gangster that that would would take your life um the retired one is a super kind and and real laid back real cool type dude but i would assume that plexico burris and his crew went to the to the home field side of of the bleachers and with their letterman jackets on and sat in the stands, talked to their girls, hung out and watched the game and got all the information that they could possibly get in terms of, of what was going on. I know well, when honestly, I coached, we, we, we I went and girls. filmed them. I filmed. 
as the coach, I had have, I have my Plexico Burrises with me. I had my best players with me and all of the players that wanted to go. We went and sat in the stands while I filmed. I filmed the games right. of my opponents. And, and okay. yes, I wanted every – like I studied every single thing that I could about the, the, the team that we were going to play. I did that in high school as a high school coach. So to right. me, again, I start to say, okay, if that if that is is detracting from the integrity of the game, I understand that and I get that. And and whatever should happen, should this all come out and and it's full circle confirmed that this is what okay, do a fine, take away some scholarships. But in the end, Plexico Burris, is there an agenda here? Do you feel like this is agendaless? Or do you feel like there is an agenda here as it may apply to what's going on with Jim Harbaugh? And and I just don't know where the agenda is coming from. Is it the NCAA has a problem with them? Is it the Big Ten Conference has a problem with it? Is is it the is it Michigan internally that has a problem and don't want to have to pay him what he might they might have to pay him an upwards of fifteen to twenty million dollars a year for him to be their coach like. What is the agenda? Because it just seems as though things keep popping up on Michigan and and are intensely covered and talked about. And I just feel like Harbaugh is the reason for it. Oh, uh, he's 100% the reason for, you know, everything that's going on. I, I think, what was it, a couple of years ago, he took the team to like Paris or Italy or something. Yep, yeah, he did. During the summer. Like, who does those kind of things to draw attention to the program to, you know, to get recruits or whatever the case may be? But it's, it's always something revolving around him. And now you have these people admitting to, you know, you know uh, no. Uh, committing these acts, and he's acting like, uh, no, I, I have no knowledge of this. Uh, I know don't know anything about it. Man, come on, man, the guy is standing right next to you on the sideline. Like, what, uh, I mean, what are you trying to say that it, to not to make people believe that you're not guilty of whatever is going, going on, and you're the, uh, you are the head coach of this team, and yet, and still, uh, during the season, you impose a self uh, 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 suspension <laughs> on yeah. yourself yeah. To, to to tell everybody else that you're guilty of what people are saying about. You. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna slap myself in the face now. Y'all good now? Y'all good? Okay, Come good. On, I slapped myself in the face. That's Plexico Bird. Some people call him Stretch Armstrong. If you're nasty, I'm Levar Arrington. This is up on game. We're gonna take a quick break. On the other side of the break, the 49ers. They're having an interesting scenario that may possibly play out at the quarterback's position. We'll talk about that and much more. This Fox Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Uh, uh, whoa, all right, come on, yeah, when we return to the show, and we talk to my man, then we talk about some sports, and you know that we can win, <laughs> return to the show, welcome back in up on gang, yeah, I'll be acting like I can sing, and I can freestyle, and all that stuff, it's cause I can, you know what I mean, alright, this is up on games, Fox Sports Radio, uh, and we are live from the Tyrac.com studio, it's Plexico Burrs, my man, TJ's off today, but that's all right. We got this thing handled and covered. We've been talking about things that are going on around the National Football League. And one of the big developing stories is, well, Darnold and in San Francisco is looking like he's scheduled to start um, for for the 49ers in a very, very big game this this week uh i mean they're facing three losses in a row staring it right in the face and they gotta try to break that streak against the number th- well well the the, the the i don't know what to call them right now i know they're not ranked high but 
the Cincinnati Bengals are a team. So this is a quite a good team that they're going up against that they got to try to break this streak. Now, Bo, can you give us the details on the latest of what's going on with Brock Purdy? Because he has been in the concussion uh, protocol system or whatever it is. What What does he have going on right now? And is there any indication that he may play this weekend so yeah in the game against the vikings monday night he took a hit to the head uh during a quarterback sneak um started to feel some concussion symptoms on the plane ride home so they threw him in concussion protocol and everybody assumed that that meant sam darnold would start but the latest is that purdy has a realistic chance to clear concussion protocol in time to start tomorrow's game for the 49ers against the Bengals. Against the Bengals. Now, Plexico, anytime I hear reports like that surface, that means that the team is letting it be made known that they 100% either, one, plan on trying to play him if they can, or two, or two, they're just trying to keep their opponent off balance. We don't have to necessarily prepare just for Sam Darnold. We actually have to be prepared for if Brock Purdy is going to play. Now, a lot of people attributed his struggles throwing the ball and his efficiency and effectiveness to him taking that blow, and that was pretty much a wrap for how, you know, well he was going to play in that that Minnesota game. What what's your take on Brock Purdy? Because I don't know if the pumpkin has has struck midnight and now the carriage goes from being a dope carriage back to being a pumpkin, or this is just a moment in time where Brock Purdy took a hit and and has to just recover from getting hit upside the head. What what's your take on this? Yeah, just like you were saying, uh, we was looking at the you know the the game film of the brotherly shove or the tush push or whatever you want to call it. He took a blow to the head, and ever since after that moment. Um, you know, he was just making erratic decisions that nobody ha- has seen him make, you know, during his tenure as being a quarterback for this team. And I'm trying to figure out how a guy can get have a suffer a concussion on Sunday and it takes him three days to get on the concussion protocol list. So they knew that he was concussed at the game. It, 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 whether he notified the team – doctors or the coach or anybody the nfl is supposed to have these people in place to have a guy checked out when something like this happens so what happens on sunday he goes in a concussion protocol three days later on top of that he's in the concussion protocol but he's still practicing so i don't understand that part of it either so that tells me that he is going to be playing, uh, you know, this Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. But um, you know what? I, I've just been saying I'm not you know, so fast to jump on the bandwagon of the, this whole Brock Purdy thing and the San Francisco 49ers and, you know, they're, they're the golden standard in the NFC or whatever the case may be. But uh, I, I really honestly believe this. Listen to what I'm going to say. If Sam, Sam Donald is not a bad player, not a bad mm-hmm. quarterback, if Brock Purdy happens not to play this Sunday, I do not think that there will be any drop-off at the position solely based on the weapons that are around him. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Everybody's saying that Brock Purdy's this, he's that, he's this. I, I, I think there's a few uh, you know, chinks in the armor 
of what I'm seeing and what I'm witnessing, especially when he was down in Cleveland a couple weeks ago, how that defense got got after him and some of the decisions that he was making. But I honestly believe if you put Sam Donald on the center Sunday with, you know, Debo's Debo's not going to be available this week. Trent Trent Williams is going to be a game-time decision. With Brandon Ayuk, Kittles, uh, uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, I don't think that the the offense takes a dip because – I believe that if you can plug anybody into this offense and make good decisions and don't turn the football over, then it's going to look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But what I've been saying all this week is that this game is not even about the San Francisco 49ers. It's more about the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Joe Burrow has came out and said, I'm 100% healthy. And he got this bye week just in enough time to get back healthy. We saw what he did a few weeks ago in Arizona. Throwing for 300 yards, uh, Jamar Chase had like 15 catches, 200 yards, et cetera, et cetera. If Joe Burrow is is as healthy as he says that he is, and he's 100 percent, the Cincinnati Bengals antennas have already went up because they have seen everybody last week in the division win: Baltimore, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh Steelers. They are saying to themselves, "Listen, we got to start playing good football like right now." Mm-hmm. if we want to have a chance to win the division or get into the playoffs. Secondly, the Cincinnati Bengals, it's more of a game for them than it is the San Francisco 49ers. If the Cincinnati Bengals can go to San Francisco tomorrow and beat a team that is going to be, give them their best shot, you know how San Francisco going to come out of the gate. They, they cannot lose three in a row if they want to keep up with the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC and, and compete for home field advantage. Mm-hmm. If the Cincinnati Bengals go on the road and beat a hungry San Francisco team, that it's a must-win game, we are going to start talking about, once again, the Cincinnati Bengals being one of the top one or two teams in the AFC. Mm. Big words, man, and I, I'll tell you this. I, I concur with the things that you're saying. I, I find it to be intriguing that that Sam Darnold, who who was such a big, big prospect coming out of college, um, has had some pretty some decent moments, you know, as as a quarterback. But I mean, be clear, he played for the Jets. We know what the Jets are. You know, especially when he was there. It's a dysfunctional team that mm-hmm. just that has not been able to put it together. So so to say that he was a casualty of a poor environment would not be a stretch. Then he goes to Carolina. Same thing. But if you recall, when McCaffrey was healthy, Darnold was cooking. And then right. McCaffrey goes down and then he went off the rails. So I, I just, you know, you're talking about two two franchises that if anybody is any in any position, you, you're also seeing those quarterbacks pretty much struggle with those teams as well. And, and not to mention that, you know, obviously you got Zach Wilson, who has been the latest top draft pick that, that falls under fire being in that New York market. And then Bryce Young, um, well, he's struggling in Carolina. So it's not like this is unique to Sam Darnold and his inability to be a, a pro, a successful pro. And I'm with you on that. Having, having your opportunity to have weapons now, if they're they're all the way healthy, I'm not sure if if um, 
if, if Debo is back this week, and I would assume that he's going to be back, and I assume that Trent Williams Debo's out this week. Is he out again? Okay. If he, well, so yeah, he's to out. Me, I think that plays a major part, not having all of your weapons there being being healthy. But if if Sam Darnold is to show that he indeed belongs in the league and may possibly have one more chance to be a starting quarterback in this league. If he gets this opportunity to play, he better make make good on it because this is a Kyle Shanahan-led offense. It is very well structured. And with his type of arm talent, what he's capable of doing, it'd be interesting to see what it is that he does as the starter. But sounds like Brock Purdy may not want that to happen. And I can't blame the man for wanting to get back in there and try to keep his starting job. All right, we're going to talk another quarterback. You know, the, the, the big the big man in uh, Arizona, he's inching closer to getting back on the field. You know who that is, but we'll talk about who he is exactly on the other side of this sports update. But right now, let's get to my man, Isaac Lohenkron. I know he's excited about saying what's taking place in State College, but I'll let him tell you guys. Uh, what you got, Ilo? Are, 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 you, are you sure you're going to be okay with this? Are I you mean, sure? You know, it is what it is. No. Are you sure about that? We'll be all right. I can handle no. it. No. I can handle it. That's a that's a healthy attitude to have. Yeah. So I commend you. You can't handle the truth. So it was yeah. my school that gave up a 90-yard <laughs> touchdown. All right, here we go. We'll, we'll get it out of the way. Number 10, Penn State, trailing at home to Indiana, <laughs> 7 to nothing with 640 and counting left to play in the first quarter. <laughs> why why are you saying, oh, fight the count? That's not Indiana. I'm glad you take such great pleasure in giving that report, Ilo. I don't, not, I don't know what we ever did to you, Ilo. I'm not, giving, I, I'm not taking any All pleasure. Right. I mean, what are you talking about? All right. <laughs> That's messed up. That's so messed up. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Did that sound right. like I was snickering? I was, yeah, it did. It I was, did. I was, I was right. coughing. There. Oh, okay. All right. Kind of right. like if I allowed a 90-yard touchdown. Edit. Oh, there I go again. Hey, but we just had a little, like, nice little cute little break that took place for us on special teams. So. Oh, you're right. Indiana it's just muffed a punt, and yeah, Penn we State should. recovered it. So yeah, with, we should get going pretty quick. So, now. with 5.58 left to play in the first quarter, number 10 Penn State still trails at home to Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Seven to nothing. On a Man, give us the rest of the sports update. On a 90-yard touchdown pass from Brendan Soresby to DeKeese Carter. Anyway, elsewhere, how about this? At the end of the first quarter, number six Oklahoma trails at Kansas. Seven to nothing. Oklahoma quarterback Dylan Gabriel intercepted by Kansas's Romello Dotson. He returned it 37 yards for a touchdown. And number four, Florida State with a 7-0 lead at Wake Forest with 5.27 left to play in the first quarter on a 13-yard touchdown run by Jordan Travis. In Game 1 of the World Series on Friday night, the Arizona Diamondbacks led the Texas Rangers 5-3 with one out in the bottom of the ninth, but then Corey Seager tied it with a dramatic two-run home run. And then in the bottom of the 11th inning, here was Eric Nadell on KRLD. Here's the pitch. Adoli swings, and it's a high drive to right field. Going back is Carroll. He's at the wall. He leaps. That ball is history. Adolis Garcia has walked off the Diamondbacks in the 11th. My goodness, he's done it again. The Rangers are awaiting Adolis at home plate. He throws off the helmet, leaps into the pile, and the Rangers have won it 6-5. to 
Game two tonight at 8.03 Eastern. Fellas, back to you. You're a good sport, LeVar. <laughs> I appreciate that, Ilo. All right, so as mentioned, we're, we're talking about Arizona. Arizona Cardinals is a team that is – it looks as though um, it's, it's just figure out what what is going on uh, as they move into next year. You know, they, they have not been – a very good team. They they've got one win, but they're going to host a very very uh, talented Ravens team at home this week. But the reports out there are that Kyler Murray is getting closer and closer to being able to play. Uh, what's your what's your opinion on on this uh, scenario and situation playing out in AZ Plex? Because I, I look at it like. You know when he's when he's been healthy and at his his finest and he can move around and run around, he's pretty effective because he creates that eleven on eleven football. Um, but I don't know what his mobility is going to be totally. I don't know what that looks like um, moving forward here. Do you think that's a good decision for Kyler Murray? Good decision for Arizona? Like what what's your your take on the Kyler Murray possibly coming back and being able to play? Uh, you know, at this point, man, you know, looking at the season that the Arizona Cardinals are having, if I'm the organization, um, head coach and Kyler Murray, I'm in no rush to get back on the football field because for one, um, they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, they are not going to win the division. So anything other than that, you know, I would take precaution and putting him back in the starting lineup because what is he going out there trying to accomplish other than risking, you know, further injury, you know, um, to his knee, being the fact that it's only been a year. And his style of play and the things that he wants to do, I was just, you know, if I was a training staff or Kyler Murray and this organization, I would tread lightly on this because you invested a lot of money in this young man. And he has yet to deliver on the the salary that he's being paid. Uh, I don't think he never will. But the fact, uh, the matter to put him on the football field to go out there and play, which is basically like a meaningless season at this already at the halfway point, it, it does nobody any good or justice to put him back in the lineup to be the starting quarterback. So. I don't know what the Arizona Cardinals are going to do moving forward with this, with this young man because all signs are pointing in the direction that he is not the guy. And it's unfortunate because, you know, everybody thought that they had a franchise quarterback. You know, he's been playing well. But, you know, being in this division with, you know, San Francisco and now, you know, Seattle. Seattle Seattle's one of the top teams in the, in the NFC West. They just don't have – the you know the the tools and the and the guys in this roster to, to compete in this division to get into the playoffs. So I would just say you know sit them for the rest of the season. Um, you know we don't know what's going to happen with them as far as the draft is concerned. Every, every, everything is pointing in the direction that they are going to have a maybe one, two, or three pick in this draft, and just try to you know put this roster together. If you know, for the following season, look, evaluate these guys for the rest of, the, of this season, 
and just focus on next year because, I mean, that is what they are looking at next season. Mm-hmm. They don't have the team to go out and to make the playoffs and to be competitive in this division at this point uh, moving forward. Yeah, I could dig it. I, I think it's a wrap for Kyler Murray in, in Arizona, but we'll see how that all plays out. That's Plexico Burst. I'm LeVar Arrington. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, yep, Derrick Henry, beast, beast of a running back. But it's his beastly habits and his beastly ways running that rock for the Tennessee Titans coming to an end. We'll discuss that on the other side of break. This is Up On Game, Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. It's better than yours, thing right. It's better than yours. I got it. All right, yeah, welcome back. This, this is Up On Game. Welcome back to the show. We're, we're live from Tyrac.com studio. It's Plexico Burst. I'm LeVar Arrington. TJ's off for the day handling some family duties. Before we get to the top of the hour, which we got a lot to get to, the quarterback uh, injury list that we'll talk about, yep, what that means for the NFL, Deshaun Watson being a part of that, we'll talk a little bit about that. Russell Wilson, he's in the headlines, but not for what you think it may be. It'd be pretty interesting. Uh, But before we do all of that, let's talk about 
Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry arguably has already had a, a Hall of Fame career at the running back's position, has been one of the best in the game, and when healthy, the best in the game um, when playing. Right now, with a struggling uh, Tennessee Titans team that is last in their division uh, at two and four, um, it seems as though they're trying to to experiment, unload, see what's going on. They're going to do a two, two dual quarterback system because Tannenhill is is out due to an ankle injury. But there has been conversations that continue to kind of grow Plexico in terms of if Derrick Henry gets traded or not from this team. And one of the suitors that continues to pop up as a a likely or probable uh, trade partner is the Baltimore Ravens. Now, you tell me what you think. Mm, just, mm, mm. I mean, I, I think if they get Ooh. a guy like that, even though they're turned into a pass-first offense with, with Munkin, I still think that that's the DNA of what has always made Baltimore good is a good, strong running game and running back with with a defense. And their defense is pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. So what, what what what's your take on this? Game changer. True. Um, I, I listen. The possibility of Derrick Henry joining the Baltimore Ravens and this already explosive offense, which people are, you know, already talking about, you know, Lamar Jackson getting back into the the MVP race, is scary. But me knowing Mike Vrabel, which I had the opportunity to play with him for five years in Pittsburgh, there's no way that Mike Vrabel lets Derrick Henry walk out of that door mm-hmm. because the because the 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 style of coaching uh that he has brought to Tennessee um the scheme is what uh you know Mike Vrabel wants to do and run because he's a product of Bill Cowher and Bill Belichick with establishing the running game as like a Pittsburgh Steelers and limiting Ryan Tannehill to throwing the ball 18 to 20 times a game. And that is what Derrick Henry brings to this offense because Ryan Tannehill is not a drop-back quarterback who is going to throw the ball 30 to 5, 40 times a game. That is not what they want to do in Tennessee. And Mike Vrabel is not going to do that. So he he plays a 3-4 style defense just like in Pittsburgh and just like when he was in uh, New England with Bill Belichick. This is the kind of team that he runs. So mm-hmm. with no running game, it takes away everything that he is trying to bring to Tennessee. So I don't believe that Derrick Henry is going anywhere because the, I mean, who are the Tennessee Titans going to have on offense? They already have nobody. They traded away A.J. Brown. They traded away Corey Davis. And now we're talking about the possibility of trading away Derrick Henry, who was probably arguably the best running back in franchise history. So the, the fact that he may be traded, which I think won't think happened, but the team that I have, have been hearing is the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. If he gets to either two, one or two of these teams, mm. it's a game changer for both organizations. May, listen, if Dallas Cowboys or Baltimore Ravens, you have to put them uh, in the category of being Super Bowl contenders immediately. 
Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that, man. I didn't even think about Dallas. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be tremendously interesting. Listen, I can see them moving on from from Henry just from the simple fact that you're you're now indicating and justifying a rebuild. Like you you may have gone as far as you can possibly go. They've tried to ride Derrick Henry all the way to the Super Bowl without having adequate you know, other options to get there and it hasn't worked. So we'll see how that all plays out. That will be something that I'm sure continues to unfold just like this show. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get to the top of the hour. We got a lot of great topics to get to once we get there. Deshaun Watson, you know, he's out again. Well, we'll talk about that. Russell Wilson, he made some headlines, but uh, maybe not in the way that you thought he was going to make headlines. So this is Up On Game. That's Plexico Burris. I'm LeVar Arrington, Fox Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. 